hello there. I hope you're having a wonderful 4th of July weekend. It is uh, Sunday morning, July 5th right now as I record this, 6.45 a.m. A very comfortable 63 degrees as I sit in my backyard overlooking my vegetable garden, uh, on which I made some mistakes this year. I can, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm actually kicking myself on a couple of things. I, I have a, um, I like growing cucumbers and zucchinis, and it, it, maybe it's just because they're easy, so I feel like I've got a green thumb when I grow those, but uh, they're a big mis- they were a big mistake because they are overgrowing the plants around them. I just didn't do good with my spacing this year, and I'm actually considering pulling at least the cucumber plant out, which is which would be a shame because it's really growing quite a bit, but it's overflowing into my peppers and my eggplant, and I'm going, oh, God, what was I thinking? <laughs> I'm sorry about the gardening podcast. It's not what you come here for. In fact, there is no podcast this week. That's what I'm here to tell you. I uh, usually record my podcast on Fridays and Saturdays, and this week, earlier in the week, I uh, started reaching out to people saying, hey, can you be on that? And I tried maybe like two, three people, and I just swung and missed over and over, and then I realized it's because it was the holiday weekend, and then I realized I wasn't even sure I would have time to record the podcast. I had plans all weekend, and so it just I said, you know what, it's... Look, I reserve the right for there occasionally just not to be a podcast, especially on a holiday weekend. And uh, maybe if I got ahead on it a little bit, recorded a few weeks ahead, that wouldn't happen. But, you know, what are you going to do? For those of you who – I probably wouldn't even put out like a preview clip or anything to this episode. It's just, uh, you know, for those of you who subscribe, which there's a surprising amount of you, and I appreciate you very much. Uh, You're probably stumbling upon this, and I – I uh, apologize for the lack of a full actual podcast. This is just me kind of checking in, saying happy 4th of July, uh, and hoping that I don't piss my neighbors off too much by sitting in my backyard and talking to myself. They already think I'm weird enough. So I got the the sauce van. I'm literally driving the sauce van right now as my personal vehicle, and I don't think my neighbors like it, having a commercial vehicle. I Hopefully, it, it's going to be less than a week. I'll get a new car, but I had a, a nightmare situation happen, um, and and we, <laughs> so my car broke down is what happened. But wait to hear the end of the story. How it, I'll tell you the story real quick. So we'll try and make a podcast out of this, and then you know what? We will make a podcast out of this because then I want to talk about fireworks last night and how crazy this city was overnight. But uh, so last, I guess it was a week ago today. It was last Sunday. My parents came to visit from Ohio, and they have not come to visit since coronavirus hit. This is the first time here in about six months or so. I think it was like Christmas time. So they came for two main reasons. They came to see their grandson, Leo, of course, and they wanted to see my factory. That You know, their son had this major career change and made this major investment, and, and so they wanted to see that. And so they come to town, and we have a great sauce Sunday. We have sauce, and, you know, they're hanging out with their grandson, and, and so – it turns to time to becomes time for us to drive out to the factory, and uh, the way it's going to go is we're actually going to drive in three separate cars, and that's because my parents, uh, leaving downtown Rochester, Brighton, I should say, Twelve Corners, heading towards Bergen, that's on the way to Ohio, so they drove separate because they're just going to keep driving to Ohio after we get done at the factory, right? I drove separate because I had some work to do at the factory. And then my wife and Leo drove separate to the factory because they were just going to come out and see it real quick with my, you know, my parents, say bye to them, and then head back to Brighton. So three separate vehicles. Got it? So we're coming down 490 in like a fleet. It's me, then my parents, then my wife and child. 
And I am in a Kia Sorento, 2015 Kia Sorento, which I bought in 2014, in spring of 2014. I started my business in fall of 2014. I bought this car when I was broke as a joke and uh, beat the absolute shit out of it over the course of the last six years because I um, basically used it as my sauce delivery vehicle for like four years. So it was being driven all over the place every day for years until I finally bought a delivery truck and hired a delivery driver in 2018. But from 2014 to 2018, that was just me in a Kia Sorento driving around delivering. Okay? So that thing got the shit kicked out of it. And it had it has dents and like ah oh god, it just all kinds of ter- it's dense, it's got all kinds of issues. I I have kept up with all the maintenance. I get the oil changed, tires rotate, I do all that stuff. Uh, I brought it in for its you know, there's like the 25,000-mile maintenance, the 50,000-mile maintenance. I did all of it. So it's at 105,000 miles, okay? Six years into its life. I'm driving a 490 a week ago today, and all of a sudden, I realize I can't give it any gas. And I am about, I'm going to say, 30 seconds from my exit. Okay, I'm almost to Bergen. 30 seconds from my exit, all of a sudden, I realize I can't give it any gas. And I start to think, what the hell? Am I out of gas? I look at the gas tank, and no, it's full. And I go, huh, that's weird. That's curious, right? So then I, I put my foot on the brake real quick because it just felt weird, right? Well, it turns out I can't brake either. So I am on 490, going about 70 miles an hour. I cannot hit the gas. I cannot brake. And now everything starts flashing at me, all the lights. And I am lucky enough that I'm coming right up, as I mentioned, on my exit. So I, I actually, and I've always kind of been able to do this, I find calm in the panic, right? So instead of panicking, I, I actually kind of find a sense of calm. And I figure out, you know, luckily it's not a lot of traffic. It's a Sunday morning. It's whatever. I coast. I, I just start coasting. So obviously I can't give it any gas. I come up the exit ramp. The only thing I'm thinking of, if there's any cars coming on that 33 there, I'm going to be in big trouble, right? But there's no cars coming, so I'm very lucky on that. So I'm able to coast up the exit ramp. I'm not at a stop yet, so I can't brake yet. I turn right. I get onto 33, and I'm still just kind of coasting. I make it another maybe 30 yards or so. Finally, my car coasts to a stop. And my parents roll up behind me, you know, what's wrong? And I tell them, I go, my car just literally died on the highway. And and I turn it off. I try to turn it back on. Car won't start. It's like it's a dead battery now. And it's like the battery died while driving or something, you know. And uh, my parents are right behind me. And this is why I say it's a funny story because think about where I'm at. I'm in Bergen, which is where my factory is. My parents and my wife are right behind me. And I have a spare vehicle, my sauce van, the delivery van literally a quarter mile from where I break down. So just to recap, this is the most convenient vehicle breaking down in history. (laughs) I've got a backup ride behind me and a spare vehicle a quarter mile away from where I broke down. Anyway, um, but it was a sign. I mean, the, the Kia just died. I ended up having it towed. It went to a garage. They ended up telling me, you know, everyone was telling me, oh, it's the alternator, probably the alternator. They ended up saying, no, your engine is shot. And, uh, you know, the battery died when that happened, and you lost, you know, you just kind of lost everything. This car basically needs to be rebuilt. 
And uh, believe it or not, good news. Because I had been driving that thing last couple of years just thinking, well, I'm not going to invest in a new car till I have to. You know, and I always said, this is what I always said out loud. I always said, I'm not going to buy a new car until I uh, run this thing into the ground. Like, I'm not going to unnecessarily spend the money. And when, when this thing finally breaks down and somebody tells me it's going to cost me thousands of dollars to repair it, that'll be the day that I finally say, okay, it's time for a new car. So anyway, so I said, okay, it's time for a new car. Uh Unfortunately, last week was pretty busy, so I just drove the sauce van all week, but I was able to make myself a couple appointments, and so yeah, so tomorrow I'm going out and uh, looking at cars. I like the Chevy Tahoe. That's sort of the the car that I'm interested in. It's, uh, it's the next level, I would say. You know, the key is it's sort of a cheap SUV. I'm not in the market for a, a Porsche or a Escalade or something. I love Escalades. I rented an Escalade once in Florida. I drove it for a week, and I was in love with that thing. Who wouldn't be, right? But uh, it's not quite in Polly's budget yet, but uh, maybe one day. Chevy Tahoe right in the mid there, right in the middle. It's kind of not a cheap guy's SUV, not a rich guy's SUV either. It's just kind of in the middle. That's the, uh, that's the next one. And, and I do want to say this because I put on Facebook and Twitter and all that. I said, hey, what do you guys think of the Chevy Tahoe? And I was trying to use social media for what it's there for, which was advice. And 90% of what I got was advice, which was great. But then you got to have the dicks who got to go, yeah, Polly, uh, for years on the radio, you told us Garber Honda was your favorite car place, Polly. Why don't you go buy a car from Garber Honda? Well, I have bought cars from Garber Honda, two cars from Garber Honda over the years. Thank you very much. I have supported my sponsors. I absolutely did business with Garber every time I could possibly, uh, every time that it worked out, and and put my money where my mouth was on two separate occasions. So no, I wasn't full of shit all those times that I was advertising Garber. I absolutely did. It's just, look, this is where I'm at in life right now. I'm ready for a Chevy Tahoe. Okay, I don't know how else to explain that. And by the way, Kevin Parker... The uh, general manager slash part owner at Garber Honda is actually helping me in my pursuit of a Chevy Tahoe. Thank you again. <clears throat> Get off my lawn. All right. Um, oh, we want to talk about fireworks real quick before we go. Okay. So last night was just nuts in Rochester. And I will say this, and this is what I'm going to start off already with a very unpopular opinion, but... Um, 364 days a year you get to bitch about fireworks you're you're absolutely right fireworks are stupid they're unnecessary 364 days a year let me take a sip of coffee on the night of the 4th of july you lose you don't get to bitch about fireworks anymore <laughs> they're gonna happen all right you're 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 stuck 4th of july you're getting fireworks so saw a lot of people bitching on social media last night no look you have every right to bitch every other night on 4th of July. You don't have any right to bitch. But last night, I guess, it was crazy in the city. Um, there is a... Let me see here. I've got an audio clip here, actually. This is our uh, Rochester Fire Department Deputy Chief David Kaltenbach in between fire scenes last night talking about all the different calls they've been responding to all night and how the city's just in absolute mayhem. Listen to this. So, you know, obviously... Uh going to be a long night ahead of us, so it's still early yet. Uh, so far, we do have no injuries in, uh, in any of these fires, uh, but the traffic is going to be completely 
like he's given a press conference about fireworks, and there's fireworks going off literally right over his head. The camera guy even pans up to the fireworks during the press conference. Major accidents. The police are so busy, it's tough getting from the police there sometimes. Uh, they're doing the best they can, but right now we are uh, pretty much taxed. Uh, so I'm hoping for it to slow down here pretty soon, but it's not looking too good just yet. Some of the other ones you went to earlier that involves possibly fireworks, can you tell me any about those? They were, they were definitely... Uh, Remnants of them were left behind. The witnesses said that everything pointed to that. Uh, we had a garage extensively damaged, big garage over on Sand Avenue. Of course, electrical wires. Same thing here a garage, a vehicle in the back here. Uh, some damage to the paint in the other houses. And once again, electrical wires in the neighborhood are all burned. Our genies uh, are going to respond and take care of that. Uh, we had a, a porch uh, involved. Side porch of a house, we've had it all. Tell me, I mean, you're used to it, but it's hard enough fighting fires, but when you have to deal with stuff like this, you know, behind your back, hopefully it comes to your Well, yeah, you just hope that one doesn't come down and lay next to you. Uh, Most of the guys have been wearing hearing protection uh, just in case. Uh, You take every precaution you can. You can't prepare for every, for, uh, every scenario. As you can hear behind me, uh, but so far so good. Uh, we have not had any injuries. Hopefully, it stays that way. Sort of a miracle to have no injury injuries either. By the way, uh, that these guys are heroes because last night. You know what I would have said? You know what most people would have said? You're driving around Rochester last night, and you're just going from house to house to house, putting out fires because people are idiots with their fireworks. What I would have said is, "Fuck this." At some point, I would have been like, "These guys are—it's just they—they—they're doing it to themselves." If you set off an explosive on your porch, and then your porch burns down, it's on you, bro. You know, <laughs> these guys. I don't know what the final statistics will be. At Rachel Barnard, I was just looking at this maybe a half hour ago or so. She tweeted out video from the uh, school 33 yard, like the the lawn there, and it's just all debris from people setting off fireworks last night, just litter all over the place. And then you, and you wonder, you go, well, why aren't the police responding to some of this? Well, two reasons. One, on the 4th of July, there's always been a little bit of a look the other way thing from the police regarding fireworks. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I don't think the police are going to fuck with fireworks much this year anyway, because uh, most of the fireworks being set off are in the city. And I don't know if you've heard about Black Lives Matter, but I don't think the police are interested in any way, shape, or form of getting involved in anything that isn't all that serious at this point. So they're staying the hell out of it, and I don't blame them. And then, and then finally, uh, the 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 money that these guys are spending on these fireworks is still astonishing to me. These are illegal fireworks. These are not the kind of fireworks that you can get at Walmart or in the the parking lot of you know wherever the gas station. Out in Burgeon, we've got this fireworks stand in the parking lot of the gas station. I'm going, well, they're not selling those there. These guys are traveling to Pennsylvania or Ohio or wherever to get these fireworks and bringing them back. And just a lot of money changing hands there. And there's some people making these big runs. They got to be going in trucks and vans and stuff. It's crazy how many fireworks they're bringing back. Anyway, just an absolute shit show last night. I like the part of the press conference where he goes, back porch, we had a front porch, we had a side porch. I think if I was a responding firefighter, I would 
at some point I would have to say, look, if you set a firework off on your porch and your porch catches on fire, I'll do my best. I'm on my way. That's what I signed up for. But also, you're an idiot. So I'm not in as much of a hurry as I would have been before. But that's, of course, why I'm not a firefighter. Because you can't do that. Can't do that. All right. I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it. What are we at? 16 and a half minutes? Yeah. Told you no podcast. I gave you a shitty podcast. Appreciate uh, appreciate you if you made it all the way through. We'll be back with some good stuff next week.